It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by RealBlueSpruce.com. I let you know that this episode was going to be a little bit controversial, and that is because most of your, most of your CPAs don't know this. Most of your attorneys do not know this. Most of the other syndicators that are going to be working with you don't know this. Most of the uh, self-directed IRA companies have no clue about this. And so there's been a lot of people that think they know what's going on, but they really don't. And this is a takeaway that I got. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, AAA Adams. And this is episode three, which is the fifth. Why am I counting backwards? I'm counting backwards for one. I want you to keep coming back to the next and next and next episode uh, because they do get better and better. Um, but this is going to be the fifth thing that I really learned. And it was a great takeaway at the Raising Money Summit of 2019, which is October. And the next one's coming up. If you want to get your tickets to the next Raising Money Summit, there is a massive discount and it's literally only going to be available for the day that this uh, comes out. So if you want to, to get this, you can. Uh, you're going to save a ton of money, 700 bucks off of any two tickets. So you just buy two tickets and you save $700 off your uh, admission for the Raising Money Summit 2020. I know you're going to want to do that. So just go to 2020.raisingmoneysummit.com. Okay, 2020.raisingmoneysummit.com. And that's how you're going to save $700, but it's only going to be available the day that this episode drops. So if you're listening to the episode days after, probably not going to be able to find the massive 700 off discount. You might be able to find some other type of discount at that same link, but it will not be uh, 700 except the day that this launches. All right. Um, now, it's very important that we get into this information that I, I shared with you was so controversial. And that is taking money from self-directed IRA investors. You've probably been telling your investors wrongfully <laughs> that they're not going to pay any taxes, but they will. In fact, if your passive investor invests with a self-directed IRA, they're going to pay one of the highest rates possible called the trust rate because of this thing called you. D-F-I. Write it down. It stands for Unrelated Debt Financed Income, which means it's the income that comes into your passive investor by way of having a property that has leverage against it. Debt finance, okay? Leverage, debt financed, which means if you have a syndication and your passive investor puts in 100K and makes $8,000 that year, let's just say they make about 8% that year in, in cash flow. Ultimately, it's obvious. Most of us are shooting for a lot bigger than that um, as, as the overall return to the investor. 
it doesn't all come in passive passive money. It also comes in uh, the form of after you sell it. So we look to double our investors' money in five to six years. And if we can find something that, that has a 15, 16, 17, 18, 19% return, we know that this is a great deal to work with passive investors on. Okay, so that's what we're looking for. But as we go, they might make a 6% return that year or 8% return or 11%, whatever, but they're not going to make that whole amount. I digress. So why am I bringing this up at all? Your passive investor utilizes their self-directed IRA. Now, mind you, this will not count if you use a QRP, and we'll talk about that later. But your passive investor is going to be putting in $100,000 for your deal. The minimum was seventy-five k. They put in $100,000. That's about how much they had in there. And now it's with you. And you wrongfully told them, oh, yeah, this is an IRA. It pays no taxes but you're wrong. The unfortunate thing is that if you have leverage on that property, let's just call it an 80-20 loan. If you've got leverage on that property, then 80% of the income that they make is going to be taxed at the highest rate, the trust rate. But lucky for them, the other 20% that they get is not taxed. So frankly, the other 20% has no tax. But because the 80% of the money that they make is taxed at the very highest rate, they're still paying somewhere around a third of the income in taxes. So now we look at that $8,000 and we want to do 8,000 bucks that they made and divide it by three, which is $2,600, okay? $2,600 each year, every year, and you still haven't even sold the property. So they're paying. 2600 in tax this year, 2600 in tax next year. That's over $5,000. Two more years, that's over uh, $11,000. One more year, that is well over uh, $17,000 that your IRA person had to pay. Unfortunately, their CPA was clueless. Most CPAs don't know this. So they give the wrong information to your passive investor. Most attorneys don't know this. It's a very select group of people that even understand UDFI. They may have even had a self-directed IRA company say that there was no taxes. Because the self-directed IRA companies, for some reason, are clueless. Most of them. So one of the biggest takeaways that I got was from Damian Lupo. Number five, Damian Lupo. You need to make sure that your passive investor has a QRP, not an IRA. So I will, I'll let you either listen to that recording or I'll let you um, give me a call and ask me more information on that. Uh, whatever it takes for you to make sure that your past investors are not spending way too much. Let's just say that it took two or three grand. Let's just, let's just say it took 2,600 bucks for your self-directed IRA uh, investor to roll that over into a QRP, a qualified retirement plan. Usually, these are 403Bs or 401Ks. 
that are attached somehow to a business that's generating income. Yes, it would count if your self-directed investor had some type of rental that was owned under an LLC and that rental property was making money because now you could attach the solo 401k, the QRP to that entity and even if it costs, and I don't even think the prices are this high, but even if it costs 2600 bucks, that's a one-time fee and now they're saving that UDFI tax for the next five plus years. So instead of saving uh, just the 26 and making it a break-even year, the first year, 2600, they're saving 2600 next year, saving another 2600 the year after that. And when you sell it and there's a capital gain that is made on the property, you might be able to turn their 100 into 160,000 that they make just on the day that they, you sell. So then they have another 60,000 of profit. So you turn 100 into 160, so there's another 60. You already paid them 40, etc. You doubled their money in five years. That's a lot in taxes that they're going to save because they no longer have to pay UDFI on 80% of the property at the highest possible rate, which is called the trust rate. So because almost nobody out there understands this, and they are giving our passive investors the wrong information, I thought that this would be a great number five for you so that you can actually start talking with Damian Lupo, chat with him, understand what he's doing, how he's doing it, and I'll give you one last secret. With Damian Lupo, if you have a, a passive investor who's currently in a deal with an IRA, don't even worry because he can roll that over while it's in play into a vehicle that allows for them to not pay these high, high taxes. So I know you're going to want to reach out to Damien. I will leave his info in the show notes for you. And I've got a really, really, really good one for number four out of the top seven things that I learned at the Raising Money Summit, or I guess some of them I knew, but the top seven takeaways that I got at the Raising Money Summit. And the next one is something where uh, Michael Blanc says, never, ever, ever get yourself on somebody's podcast unless you do this. <laughs>